We are Nikki and Britt. We're here to unravel nearly everything in life that gets complicated. Everything doesn't have to be so hard. Nikki, that's me. I'm a mom of two, have a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, and landed as a business owner after being in corporate America and the fitness industry since 2000. Britt, she's a mom of three. She also has a bachelor's and a master's degree and landed herself as a personal trainer after a career pre-kids. We are going to uncomplicate what has often gotten complicated life and all things fitness, nutrition, health, and lifestyle. Let's go. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Stressless Lifestyle Podcast. I'm Nikki, the creator and founder of Stressless Lifestyle. And today I'm going to be talking with you about the best workout for you. What is the most ideal workout for you and your goals? So let's start off with what your goals could be. There's quite a few different goals that you could have. A lot of people, fat loss is a goal. Many people, muscle gain is a goal. And then of course, just living a healthy lifestyle, just being healthy, feeling great and aging well. And a lot of us will kind of fluctuate uh, between the three of those. We'll kind of go between fat loss, healthy living, want to gain some muscle. And in my opinion, healthy living and muscle gain are actually very similar goals. Um, they should be thought of as the same. Uh, because when you are aging, you are going to eventually enter the stage of life where sarcopenia begins. And that is the natural loss of muscle due to aging. So as you age, you're going to naturally lose some muscle. And it's better to lose muscle from a lot starting point than little as your starting point. So your goal should be to start your natural muscle loss from a place where you can afford to lose some. And at the same time, if you haven't started from a place where you can afford to lose muscle, you want to try and gain as much muscle as you can while in the process probably keeping as much as you can once that sarcopenia hits. And that sarcopenia can hit sometime between, you know, they used to say 40 and then recent studies have come out and said that it's probably somewhere between 50 and 60 years old. And that's good news for those of us who are in our 40s because maybe you're not quite where you want to be yet, but you've got time. And it's also good news for people in their 50s and 60s because you may not have begun losing muscle as quickly as you thought you were going to, and you have time to keep that muscle and your body structure that you already have. So let's start with fat loss. That seems to be most people's main goal uh, is typically getting healthy, losing some body fat to put themselves in a healthy range, or um, even controlling your blood sugar can be a fat loss type goal, right? You have to lose body fat to help uh, regulate your blood sugar. So let's start with that one. What is a great workout for fat loss? Well, as a nutritionist and someone who thinks that nutrition is more important for fat loss than the workout when it comes to a uh, well-balanced lifestyle, uh, nutrition is very important for fat loss. But of course, Working out has a lot to do with how your body responds to that nutrition. The more you work out, I'm not saying to go work out for a bunch of hours, but if you work out, your body can 
intake more calories. And I don't know about you, but my ideal situation is being able to eat as many calories as I can and still be in the goal range of whatever my goal is. Like I want to eat as many calories as I can and still lose body fat, or I want to be as many calories as I can and still maintain my life. So for fat loss, the best workout you could do is going to be one that helps you create a caloric deficit. And that's going to be any workout. (laughs) So cardio is what most people run towards when it's like, I want to start losing weight. What am I going to do? I'm going to get on the treadmill or I'm going to get on the elliptical. I'm going to do it for an hour. And that may not necessarily be the best case scenario for you. If you have also cut your calories at the same time as starting hours long cardio, you may be putting yourself in a situation where you are going to almost guarantee your rebound of that fat that you've lost or that yo-yo dieting effect because you can't sustain hours of workout all the time for the rest of your life. And whatever you do to lose that body fat, you're going to have to do to keep it off for a significant amount of time before it becomes your new normal. So if your goal is fat loss, let's say you've got 20 pounds to lose and you do two workouts a day for 10 weeks to lose that 20 pounds, the minute that 20 pounds comes off, you're going to be so tired and you're going to say, I'm going to take a break. I hit my goal. I'm going to take my break. And then what are you going to do? Your body is in a place where it lost too quickly. It wasn't able to acclimate to that fat loss into that new body weight, that new um, way of living, your new mindset and your new body and what it takes to maintain that new body. And it's going to rebound. Your hormones are going to rebel against you for lack of a better term. And you're going to get some, the term is actually hyperphagia and you're going to have this artificial feeling of hunger. And that's why people rebound when they do some something drastic. So cardio is helpful. It is really helpful in building your cardiovascular health, your heart, your lungs, all of that, because, you know, walking up and down the stairs, that's cardio. And we have to be able to do that. So walking up or doing cardio is very helpful for cardiovascular health and it creates a caloric deficit for your body. So that is very helpful, but I always suggest you start using cardio at the minimum. So if you've done none and now you want to start a fat loss journey, I would suggest you start with maybe 20 minutes, one or two days a week. And then you're going to plateau. Do you want to eat less or do you want to work out more? If you have any questions about that, there's a whole nother podcast on that one and I can link it, but that I go into in that podcast, um, what is the best route to take, eat less or move more? Um, So we have to decide which is what you want to do. And then you will go and do that. So if you want to move a little bit more once you hit your plateau, then you just can add 10 minutes to one of those days. You're doing two days at 20 minute workouts. Now you're going to be doing a 30 minute workout uh, two days a week instead of 20 minute workouts two days a week. And you're just increasing a tiny little bit. It's not about adding hours and hours of workout to your day. Another workout or exercise um, routine that you need to add to your day, whether you're about, if you're looking for fat loss, it's going to be lifting weights. Now the calories burned during cardio are burned only during cardio. When you lift weights, you have what's called EPOC and you're going to be burning excess calories after you're done working out. Now it's not going to be a, you know, astronomical amount of calories you're going to burn, but it's going to be more than zero. And that's what you burn after you're done with cardio zero. 
in, from that workout. So when you lift weights, you're going to have this afterburn effect and you're going to be able to keep burning calories after you lift weights. In addition to that, you're also in a situation where you're going to be able to keep that muscle. Like I mentioned, if you're you know looking at losing body fat, you have the potential to lose muscle when you're eating in a caloric deficit as well. So you really want to make sure that you're doing everything you can to keep the muscle you have, just like in sarcopenia, um, when you're losing muscle during aging, you can lose muscle during fat loss because you're not giving yourself as many calories your body needs to maintain that muscle. And the stress less lifestyle with nutrition, we definitely try and make it so that we're giving our body the right fuel. So it does want to keep the muscle, but you can't guarantee everything, right? So you need to lift weights to keep the muscle that you have. And it's so basically weightlifting is we consider that muscle sparing exercise. You're going to be trying to spare the muscle that you've got and definitely potentially putting on muscle while you're trying to lose body fat. So muscle building is muscle sparing. And then cardio would be muscle wasting. And that's what it's called. It's called muscle wasting. It doesn't mean you're going to lose all your muscle, but how many times have you noticed that you start running and you end up kind of floppier, right? A little floppier. You might be smaller, but kind of floppier because you can very easily run off a lot of the muscle that you have. So lifting weights is very important. So I suggested doing, you know, two days of 20 minutes of cardio and maybe one day or two days of full body lifting. And it can be 20 minute workouts. It doesn't have to be hour longs in the gym. It can be 20 minute workouts. And that, that would be the two things I suggest for working out for fat loss. A little tiny bit of cardio, some lifting weights. They're very important for everything. I'm going to give you the exact same plan for a healthy lifestyle. But with a healthy lifestyle, you get to broaden your horizons a little bit, in my opinion. When you're in fat loss, you have to vary, you have to take care of your central nervous system because being in fat loss is also um, a stress on the system. And so you got to take care of that central nervous system that you're not constantly increasing your cortisol and being stressed out. And you, you know, you do get in a stressed state when you are working out, which is important, but you need to bring that stress state down. And if you are increasing your stress state from working out and you're increasing your stress state because you're eating a little bit fewer calories than your body wants, because you're trying to lose body fat, you are going to be in this stress state all of the time. And so adding too much workout could very well backfire on you and you're not going to be able to take care of that central nervous system very well. So that means your next workout, you're not going to recover well enough for your next workout. If you do too much workout and too little food, your recovery is not going to be there. So then when you hit that next workout, it won't be as good. Why would you want to waste 45 minutes in a gym for a workout that's not going to be as effective? If you take that day off, or take a, a jog that day instead of trying to push yourself super duper hard every single day, take a day off or take a walk or a jog day. And then you go back to the gym the next day. So you, you know, after your off day, you go back and then you hit that weight or you hit those sprints. You're so effective because you're so rested. You actually burn more calories during the workout, work hard enough that you can burn more calories after that workout. And now you also have taken care of your central nervous system. So I never suggest working out five days a week for someone who's just starting. If you are, if you are a seasoned exerciser, you are a trainer, you train yourself, you don't just go work out or I'm exercising today, you are a full-on training routine, then yeah, you can add more to that. 
But the number one thing you need to do is think about your central nervous system and your recovery. If you're able to recover and you know that you're hitting each workout very hard, then you're doing yourself a service. If you're going four or five days a week and they're all out efforts 100% of the time every single day, you may very well be doing yourself a disservice when it comes to fat loss. If you are stressed out from work and life and everything else, and then you stress yourself out in a workout, positive stress, and then you stress yourself out because you're eating fewer calories for fat loss, positive stress, and you're always in that state, you're going to be creating a situation where you're extra hungry, where your cortisol just isn't coming down enough and you're not recovering enough, and your body's going to want to not lose that body fat. You're going to put be in a situation of fight or flight all of the time. And that becomes a protective place for your body. And that protective, how do they protect, especially if you're a woman, how do you protect your body? Your body wants to put that body fat right around that belly because that's where you need protection when you're in this, this state of, you know, freaking out, basically. It's a biological freaking out is protecting your belly. So you get that belly fat. You can always look at someone, there are trainers, we can look at someone and say, oh, they must have you know, maybe it's extra stress or we can kind of look at someone and say where they're holding their fat and say, oh yeah, that let, let's work on your stress. And, and the belly fat tends to go away when you work on that, that stress and working out can really increase that stress, but working out can also be very beneficial to your fat loss. So let's lead into that muscle gain. I mentioned wanting to keep muscle. So if your goal is muscle gain, then your absolute best workout is going to be lifting weights, doing whatever it takes to build that muscle. That one's an easy one, right? But at the same time, people who are building muscle get scared that they're getting fatter, that they're getting bigger. And frankly, you are. So many times, many people will say, man, I've been lifting weights and my pants don't fit. I've put on weight. I'm thicker. Well, yeah, you are thicker. You're putting on that muscle Underneath of the body fat that you do have, whether it's a, a healthy level or an unhealthy level, you are still putting on muscle underneath that body fat. And if you're not losing that body fat at an equal rate that you're putting on that muscle, you're going to be thicker. But guess what happens? Once you put on that muscle, your body becomes more efficient. When your body is more efficient in your metabolism, and your metabolism's stoked and ready to keep burning because muscle is very metabolically active. So if you have one pound of muscle versus one pound of fat, and these are not going to be the right numbers, but let's say one pound of fat burns one calorie a minute. Well, one pound of muscle is going to burn two calories a minute, just sitting still. So you want to have as much muscle as you can so that you can burn more calories doing nothing. So putting on muscle is very important. And this is playing that long game. And yes, you might feel thicker and you might very well look thicker as you're putting on muscle. But what's going to happen is as you add muscle to your body frame, your metabolism is going to get more efficient. Your metabolism is going to be faster for what we like, what we call faster. It's really more efficient, right? It burns more calories at rest. So once you put that muscle on, your body will then start to lose body fat simply by living. 
and working out because you have more muscle. You've built a body that's functioning really well. I always suggest if your goal is muscle gain, not to do a lot of cardio. So as I've mentioned, cardio is very important for your cardiovascular health. You don't want to be someone who looks amazing but can't walk up and down some hills or can't even go up and down the stairs or gets winded carrying your laundry basket to and from the laundry the laundry room. That's cardio. That's important. So if you're but what would we call cardio before? Muscle wasting. And if your goal is muscle gaining, why would you do something that's muscle wasting? So you need to do it that is in a way that's going to be effective for your current goal. If your goal is muscle gain, you're going to want to do a little tiny bit of cardio. I always suggest, and this always depends on the person's uh, lifestyle, work, routine, how much free time you actually do have, uh, one to two days a week, 30 minutes, kind of like the fat loss, right? But then in muscle gain, we don't increase that cardio for any reason. You do the cardio to move your body, feel amazing, keep your body healthy and functioning, but we don't increase that cardio for any reason other than just in case you like it. And then if you like it, you need to make sure you're increasing your nutrition as well to make up for that deficit you're creating so you can then build that muscle you're looking for because nutrition is how you build muscle. You can't work out a thousand hours a day and lift a thousand pounds a day. And if you don't feed your body what it needs to build, if you're not giving it the building blocks that it takes, you're not going to build that muscle anyways, because it's not going to be there. There's nothing to build from. So you need to make sure that if your goal is muscle gain, you are also feeding it as much as it needs. And if you're adding in that cardio, even if it's just one day a week, Make sure that that cardio is not putting you into a fat loss. If you lose body fat, if something loses on the scale, then you need to increase your calories. Now let's talk about healthy life. Healthy lifestyle. I mean, that should be everyone's ultimate goal. Even if your goal is fat loss in the short term, our long-term goal, everyone should, everyone's goal should be just leading a healthy life. And what does that take? That takes the same thing as fat loss. We just get to do it with a little bit less, um, I don't know, stress. We don't put as much stress on ourselves to get that workout, make it as efficient as possible and, and work your butt off. Like You get to do that if you want to, but you also get to have a little bit more relaxing time because your nutrition and your workouts are going to balance each other out, all right? If you are in healthy maintenance, I just want to be a healthy human being, I don't really need to lose weight or I don't even want to lose weight, you still need to be lifting weights. You still need to be taking care of your cardiovascular system, right? You still, cardio, cardiorespiratory system, you still need to be healthy. And you can do that at, in any place in your life. But if you're not moving and focusing on keeping muscle you have or building muscle, eventually it's going to catch up with you. So what are my recommended workouts and most effective workout for a healthy lifestyle? Something that you're going to do. Something that you can do consistently. Does that sound familiar? I think the last episode we talked about consistency. Finding an exercise regimen or a routine or any sort of workout strategy that you want to employ is important. 
but it has to be one that you're going to be able to continue to do long-term. Just like when I was talking about fat loss. If fat loss is your ultimate goal and you do something extremely drastic to get there, you have to continue to do that for a long time because that's how you got there. That's how you're going to maintain it. So it's the same with healthy lifestyle. Do something that you can do all the time. My favorite part about being in maintenance and in healthy lifestyle is the ability to some days, if I feel like sprinting, I'm going to go sprint. And then if I don't feel like running for three weeks, I won't. And I know that my body's functioning so well that if I'm eating less or eating more or moving less or moving more, it's going to balance out over time. But that balance comes from consistency. Because with consistency, you're going to be able to have that fluctuation in your intake and your output. And it's going to naturally benefit you. It's going to naturally balance out. So in healthy lifestyle, my recommended amount of exercise is something that you can do every day. Or I like to take things on a week basis, week to week basic basis, something that you can do weekly. So can you commit to three days a week forever? Perfect. And I don't want forever to sound negative, but it's forever. I mean, it's your life, right? So can you commit to three days a week? Perfect. Can you commit to two days a week? Awesome. Within those days, whether it's two, three, four days a week, maybe five days a week, maybe it's seven days a week, but within those days, you must give yourself days that are less intense. And if you are a very intense person, it might be harder to pull back at least once a week on, or one of those workouts, but you need to, because we're all about taking that stress level and letting it work for you, right? But if you keep that stress level up all the time, you're never going to drop that stress level back down and then your workouts become inefficient. And then you're just wasting your time and you're wasting your energy and you're spinning your wheels, even when it comes to being healthy. So I want you to think about what it is that you can do on a consistent basis. Can you sprint three days a week and lift two days a week? That's five days of workouts. If you can do that and feel well rested and recovered, perfect. My healthy lifestyle, I can lift full body lift three days a week and I can do cardio two days a week intensely and one day, let's say one day intense, one day relaxed cardio, like a jog or an easy spin ride and one day sprints. And then some weeks when I'm really overstressed and we got a lot going on, I pull the sprints out because the sprints I know, because I know myself when I'm sprinting, my cortisol comes up and then I run off to my next activity or my next appointment or phone call or whatever I've got next. And I don't give myself that time to come down. And so then I know if I'm not going to give myself that time to come down from that fight or flight, then I'm not going to do the sprints at all. And that way I'm ready to go for my next workout the next day. So what is the absolute best workout that you can do for your goal, fat loss, a little bit of cardio, a lot of weightlifting. And a lot means what you can fit in with your life. Enough space that you can increase that as needed, but don't increase it too much where you can't sustain that for at least three months after you've hit your fat loss goal. You need to be able to sustain the same workout routine for a few months before you're able to pull back a little bit, okay? 
Muscle gain. What is my most recommended, most ideal workout for someone with muscle gain as their goal? Um, Weightlifting, obviously. It can be bodybuilding style. It can be CrossFit style. It can be Olympic. It can be powerlifting, but there's got to be weights in there. In the stressless lifestyle and our workouts, we do stressless hit, but they're weighted. And we do Metcon, metabolic conditioning, which is really heavy. And we do full body lifting. Those three days are perfect. You've got a real heavy, slow and steady. And we've got Metcon, which is real heavy, but you're trying to go fast. Can't go that fast. And then you've got your light weighted hit. And we have a leg day. Everyone's got to have a leg day. Um, leg day for me is non-negotiable and full body lifting, lifting is non-negotiable. I will switch up a Metcon and a like a weighted hit, I will switch those up in and out if I don't have time. Muscle gain, I would cut out any sort of hit. Um, I would cut out too much cardio, more than one day a week or maybe two days a week if that's what keeps you happy. And for healthy lifestyle, you're going to do the one that works the best for you. Now, I'm going to touch real quick on fasted cardio versus non-fasted cardio. And I'll tell you right now, there are zero studies that prove fasted cardio burns more fat over time. Zero. All cardio is going to burn the same amount. What may happen is that you are less hungry after your fasted cardio for a longer period of time. So you don't eat as much, but that's just calorie control. You're not actually burning any more calories if you do your cardio fasted versus doing steady state uh, cardio with food in your system. Some people feel very uncomfortable doing cardio after eating. I'm one of them. I don't really do fasted cardio either necessarily, but if I do cardio, I definitely don't go for a run after eating. And that's not because it's going to burn more calories. It's because it's very uncomfortable for me to run or do spin with food in my stomach. You have to know that you've got to go by what the studies say, not by what you hear for years and years and years, because you've heard for years that fasted cardio is better for you. It may only be better for you if you do it better fasted. If you do it better with food in your system and that food's giving you energy and that energy you get from your food makes your workout more effective, well then fed cardio is better for you. I do suggest people do cardio once a week, twice a week, five days a week, whatever you can fit in and do consistently. And I don't suggest you do it in a way that makes you uncomfortable or in a way that you hate. So the absolute best workout for life is one that you can do consistently, one that you enjoy, and one that's going to give you the sense of accomplishment and the feelings that you enjoy having when you're done with that workout. For me, that's stress, you know, relieving some stress, taking my mind off daily things, just taking a moment away from life and getting that workout in. And then also calming down from that workout. So I'm going to leave you with what do you do? I want you to think about what you do to build muscle and to maintain your cardio respiratory health. What are two things that you do to maintain the muscle that you want to start with before you lose it or keep the muscle you're losing? And what do you do to keep your cardio health? How many days a week can you work towards consistency. Is three days a week good enough for you? Perfect. 
Is that five days a week? Perfect. But make sure that whatever you're doing for your exercises and for your workouts and for your training is something that you can sustain because you can't sustain it. It's not going to work for you in the long term. It's just like athletes. If you were a college athlete and you stopped, your body's going to change. Maybe in a positive way, but it's going to change because you can't sustain that level of activity forever. So we're in this phase in life where we need to be able to sustain this level of activity. It doesn't add stress to our life. And then we're able to manage the stress that we get from that level of activity. And we need to be able to do it consistently for long-term health and aging gracefully. So think about what it is that you do. How can you add it in? If you ever have any questions or want help with what workouts to do, or you're not sure, just ask. I'm always here for you. Nikki underscore stressless on Instagram or Nikki.stressless at gmail.com. I'd love to speak with you and see how we can help. I hope you learned something. Talk with you next time. Did you know there are two ways that you can work with me in a stressless lifestyle? There's two ways. Online membership. That is something that you can do monthly. It's still personalized. You get adjustments as needed. It's all just exactly what you need, but you're in a small group virtually online. And then there's the exclusive one-on-one plan. It's a 12-week commitment to start with. It's highly personalized. It's for the no-nonsense, high-achieving, no-fluff. You're too busy for a group setting situation where you need to sit down and watch all these videos in a row. I'm there for you. I talk to you. We have a weekly meeting and we discuss everything that we need to do. We also work on stress management and sleep tactics that help your nutrition, your overall well-being. You're the kind of person that really needs to be on point to be the most high-achieving person that you can be, mostly lawyers, business owners, and top sales professionals. If that's you, exclusive is for you. If you simply want to get in, figure it out, see what carb cycling and personalized nutrition is about, membership might be right for you.